like to say we appreciate being here today. Thankful for another Sunday morning, and you know, uh, me and Sunday mornings kind of have a love and hate relationship. Sometimes we love it, sometimes we hate it, and but we're thankful for what God's done for us. And uh, you know, our pastor, he's going uh, for the month and um, for a sabbatical and. I think he has me this week and then a couple of the other ones coming up. So pray for each and every one of the preachers that try to stand. You know, it's an important job. And, uh, you know, the greatest thing ever happened to me was I got saved. You know, and I'd like to see somebody get saved today. You know, if that's the Lord's will, you know, that's what we would, that's our heart's desire. That's why we come to church. You know, we come to church to see somebody else get what, what we have. If you're here and you're saved, you know what I'm talking about. And, um, and you know, we, we should be living like it. But we read a scripture this morning. And probably one of the greatest scriptures, uh, John three sixteen, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the, but the, that the world through him might be saved. And, you know, that's why he came, you know, so that we can have salvation. You know, there was no other way it was going to happen, but God sent his only begotten Son. You know, and like my, my heart's desire today, like I said, I'd love to see somebody get saved. And, um, you know, we're nervous as a cat, but it happens. It is what it is. And, you know, I know there's people that are here today that's probably nervous. You know, that's just how it goes. But let's pray that we have the service that God wants us to have. And that's all we can do. If You know, if I can stand and preach for a minute, that's what we'd like to do. And if I can't preach at all, I'm glad to take my seat. You know, I'm not here to try to do anything God wouldn't want me to do. So if everybody would stand. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you once again, Lord, for another day of service, Lord. We pray that as we come before you, Lord, that we're able to just open our hearts to you, Lord, and that we can have the service that you want us to have, Lord. Uh, for those that may be here and lost, Lord, and that's your opportunity to go out, Lord. Father, we pray that you just use each and every one of us the way that you want us to be used. We pray that you go throughout the service. In Jesus' name, amen.
page 115. 
have the choir come down and we'll turn it back over to Brother Lee. Once again, we so appreciate being here, and always wondered at this time if um, any of the deacons felt like opening up. We give you an opportunity if you, any of you feel like you have it on your heart. stand up and take care of service. I can open up. Um, I was thinking this morning, God's been good to us. Um, Carolyn's doing better this morning. And uh, I thought I've got through the week without getting sick, which is a blessing from God. And uh, I told her, I said, or we was talking about going to church. And I, I was kind of debating whether to go or not. Didn't want to give anybody anything, but I don't feel bad. And uh, so I guess it's through God's mercy. Uh, that we're able to be here anyway. So um, it's good to see everybody. Good to have everybody come. We've got a really a pretty good crowd for as much sickness as out there. So uh, at this time, why don't we stand and we'll take prayer requests. We wonder if anyone has a unspoken request. Certainly a lot of them. How about a spoken request? see Becky back this morning. That she's feeling better. A lot of COVID going around, folks. My goodness. Hear about all over the place. We saw this morning where Mike Rains, I guess, canceled service this morning because of COVID. So uh, we're, like I say, truly blessed that we're able to meet together. So anyone else? certainly needs it. We want Terry and Linda to be safe in their travels. And we want to get rested up so they can come back to us. Anyone else?
not, we'll ask Brother Ryan. about rowing and the girls singing that song. Um, when it's time for me to go, there's one thing I know. I regret I didn't do a little more for the Lord. And uh, I can certainly say that. So uh, we wanted this time, if someone has a song, a special song on their heart. Anybody at all? Or a testimony, I guess. About all. If not, we're going to turn it over to Lee here. been good to us. Any, anyone else got a testimony or a special song? If not, probably. to be here and if anybody at all has a song on their heart we give them another opportunity and
hesitated because I just don't know if I'll get through this or not, but uh, you pray for me. Uh, I saw on uh, Facebook this week, I saw something that really jumped out and spoke to me. Occasionally there'll be something on there that does that. And uh, I probably won't quote it exactly right, but uh, the gist of it was uh, your home is the dream or the desire of somebody that's homeless. And your good health is the dream or the desire of somebody that's really sick. And your job is, is the desire of somebody that doesn't have a job. And it got me thinking, God has been good to me. There are so many things that I take for granted uh, and you know, kind of forget to say thank you. God has been good to me, and, and I see a lot of people shaking their heads. There's so many things, even when things are going bad, God has really been good to us. And uh, as good as God is, I still know that I've got someplace better than this that I'm going to. And I'm not guessing about it, not hoping that I get there, but I, I know I've got a home uh, that I'm looking forward to. So this song says, I'm longing for home. So you pray for me, I'll do my best. The Lord's been so good to me on this journey. He's blessed me with friends and a family so dear. I have a place to reside and food on my table but still i cannot no i cannot feel at home here i'm longing for where no goodbyes are spoken i'm longing for where no pain will be known the things of this earth cannot satisfy me though i'm happy and free down inside of me i'm longing for home this old robe of flesh one day will be quickened this mortal shall put on immortality i'll have brand new feet that will not grow weary new hands that won't fail a new body as well like jesus i'll be I'm longing for where no goodbyes are spoken. I'm longing for where no pain will be known. The things of this earth cannot satisfy me, though I'm happy and free. Down inside of me, I'm longing for home. Though I'm happy and free, down inside of me, still I'm longing for home.
shaped blame. Anybody else? Like I said, you pray for us and uh, makes for a stressful week sometimes, you know, when you're looking forward to this. But, you know, we should all, you know, have a stressful week thinking about doing God's work because we all do it, you know. And, uh, and I'm thankful what God's done for me, Blaine. You know, he, he's gave me a good life. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of songs that see, say, if you can see what I used to be. And I, and I tell you what, if you can really see who I used to be, God's made a change, you know. And I'm thankful that God's made a change in me. And, uh, and now, you know, as he sang that song, you know, I'm ready to go home. But like Paul said, I got a job to do while I'm here, you know. I'm saved. I got a job to do. I need to live like I'm saved. And uh, sometimes I don't. You know, I wouldn't sit up here and lie to you. That ain't something that I would want to do. You know, but I, I strive at my best, you know, and that's all God asks for is that we give our best, you know. And uh, so we, we read a little bit today and maybe a couple different places. But uh, before I do, I have a, a thought that's been on my heart all week. And it said, so I even texted it to myself so I didn't forget because I already knew I'd about forget it. But it said, what are you giving to God? the bare minimum, and just ask yourself that today. And I, and I guarantee just that little sentence, I would have probably forgot what I was going to say. But I even asked myself this week, you know, am I giving God the bare minimum? Because I know I could give him more. I, I know I can. And um, we were listening to a song yesterday, and uh, I might just read a couple lyrics off of it. And, uh, and like I said, you pray for us, and if the Lord allows us to get where we can preach, that's what we want to do. And, um, but this is a song by Matthew West, and we was listening to it yesterday, and it's, the song's called What If, and I know there's probably a lot of people that's heard it, but it said, you know, the very first of it says, I've heard them say before to live just like you're dying. He said, I wish I could say that's how I am, but I'd be lying. And lying in my bed at night one too many times thinking, what if? He said, what if? My biggest fear is waking up to find out what matters is miles away from spending what I spent my life chasing after. Is my story going to have the same two words in every chapter? What if? But then he goes on and he says um, that I don't want to have no regrets in the end. I want to know that I got no what ifs. So, you know, today, just think about that. What if, you know, I'd have lived for God a little bit more? Or what if I would have got saved? What if, you know, don't live, don't come down to the end and think what if. And that's kind of where our, you know, heart's desire is today. Um, we're going to read a very familiar scripture and, uh, you know, the rich man and Lazarus. And it came down to the end. He had a what if, you know, and today don't walk away from here. What if? Walk away knowing that I'm saved. Or walk away knowing that I'm living for God. So if you could pray for us, uh, we're going to read. Um, the very first scripture I want to read is going to be in Mark 12. And hopefully we can tie some of this in. And, you know, we always get up here and, um, you know, our mind gets going and we try to get in a hurry. The first thing I'm thinking about as I get up out of my seat is going back to my seat. And uh, today, you know, I want to thank that if you're here in Lawson that you would come. 
you know, I'm willing to pray with anybody that's willing to come. And that, that's my heart's desire. I love to see somebody get saved. But you pray for us in uh, Mark 12, 41, it says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And it says, And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, what makes a farthing. And if you don't know what two mites is and a farthing, it is like one-eighth one eighth or one-fourth, maybe one-fourth of a penny. And what they said, it's like one-sixty-fourth of a day's wages back then. And it said, but she gave everything that she had. It said, and there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which makes a farthing. And he called unto his disciples and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast in the treasury. For all they did cast in their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all of her living. And you know what I get out of this is when our hearts are in the right place, everything is going to fall into place. And that's what this lady did. You know, she gave everything that she had. Walking away, you know, if you think about that, as she, as she threw in her last two pennies, I would call it maybe two pennies or two coins, she couldn't reach back in and get it back out. She left there knowing that she gave all that she had. She came to the church house, she gave all that she had. So you pray for us, and we're going to read over here in Luke. And like I said, uh, you know our heart's desire to see somebody get saved. That's what we're here for. And if the Lord allows us to preach a little bit, we will. And if not, like I said, we get it over with. We go to dinner and go home. But it says, uh, Luke 16. In verse 19, it said, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which laid at the gate full of sores, laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember thou, thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. I want you to listen to this. It says, For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went up from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. And like I said, you pray for us. And, uh, you know, if we can get ourselves out of the way a little bit, maybe we'd be able to preach a little bit. And, um, you know, we was thinking about this scripture, and it sits here and talks about, you know, you have this rich man, and 
It already sounds like he has everything. And it said that, you know, he's clothed in purple and fine linen. And purple must have been on my mind today when I got dressed, you know. And it must have been something that stood out in the closet. But, you know, uh, you know, as I went through this week, I kind of asked God, I was like, you know, let me preach on something I ain't never preached on before. Well, that didn't happen, you know. And, uh, but, you know, as Blaine, as you sat there and talked this morning... You know, you talked, you asked a question about, do we ever try to help God, you know, do what we do? And there's a lot of times that, you know, I get myself in the way because I try to do God's job. And you know what? There's only one person that can do God's job, and that's God. So if we can allow him to do his job this morning, then hopefully things will go as the Lord would want. But, you know, it says there's this man that was clothed in purple and fine linen. It said he fared sumptuously every day, but then it says... uh, You know, there's this beggar, and you know you sang that song, I'd rather be a beggar. You know, I'd rather be a beggar today than to have everything that life has to offer, all the earthly things that you can have, and then come down to the end thinking, what if today, Taylor? You know, uh, as I sit here and think about the beggar, uh, the beggar was shining light down over to that rich man because it even said when it came time for him to die, it said that, you know, that the rich man, he died, and in hell he lifted his eyes. But it said that, you know, the other one, he was in Lazarus's bosom. You know, the beggar, he was still there, and he has a life to look forward to afterwards. And as I sit here and think about this today, uh, he knew who he was, Billy Ray, because he said, would you send Lazarus over to dip his finger to come cool my tongue? You know, he made an impact in his life, and he was letting him know he shined a light, you know, and... Today, that's our job. If we're saved, we need to shine a light to our people and let them know that that's what life's all about is getting saved. But it sits there and says that, you know, that he was living his life and he was just expecting a little bit of the crumbs. And, you know, there's times in life that, Lord, all I want is just the crumbs. But you know what? God always feeds me, you know. He gives me everything that I need. And when it come down to the end of it, you know, I was sitting there thinking about that song, What If, you know. What if you're here and you're lost today? And, you know, what if, uh, you know, if you take that a little bit further is, you know, Brandy, I think she said yesterday is, what if we knew that today was our last day on earth? And she's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know if I, if I was to be able to. I wouldn't want to know. But today, if you're here and lost, what if it was your last day on earth, you know? And then when it come down to the end, it said, he said, uh, the rich man, he said, Can you send somebody back to my father's house? Well, I'm telling you what, the Lord's already given you invitation. You know, the invitation goes out when he lets you know that you're lost. And when it comes time to the end, there's not going to be a what if. There is no going back because it said, uh, what did he say? He said, between me and you, there's a big fixed gulf. I want you to know once you die, that is the end. There is nothing else unless you're saved. But then if you're saved, you're going to heaven. But if you're lost, you're going to hell. When I read my Bible, it gives me two options. There's a heaven and there's a hell. You know, there is no other in between. There's nothing else. And I sit here and I think about the lady. And and like I said, you pray for us. But the Bible said this lady came and it said that she threw in her two mites. Well, if you go back a little bit before that, you know, Jesus is teaching them and he's telling them everything. And, you know, he's talking about, uh, he goes on and he talks about the, Pharisees and the Sadducees and how they try to do all this other stuff to look good and how they're trying to live by the law. But, you know, the Bible said the law, you can't live by the law because God came. He satisfied the law. I want you to know today 
Jesus died. That's the only way we're able to get by. He satisfied the law. But it said here and said, you know, these Pharisees and Sadducees and Jesus is watching all these people come in. And, and I can imagine there's just some very wealthy people coming in. And I'm not here to tell you how much money you need to throw in or do what. And I'm not even looking towards money. But what I'm looking at is, you know, it says here and says that they cast in a bunch. But, you know, after I read about it a little bit, it almost seems like however much they cast in, it's probably what they were supposed to cast in from how they were living by the law. But this lady came in and she gave all that she had. She had nothing else. Well, God's only asking for all that you have today. He just wants you to come yourself. You know, there's a story in the Bible about a rich young ruler. And it says that, you know, he come running to Jesus and he fell before him and he said, good master. And the Lord said, well, how do you call me good master? How do you know who I am? And he said, what, what do I need to do to get to heaven? And he said, go sell all that I have. And he said, come and follow me. And it said, he turned away sorrowful. Well, I want you to know today, if you're not coming unto God, you're going to turn away sorrowful. You know, it's going to happen because God's willing to give you an opportunity but you have to be willing to accept the opportunity that God's going to give you. If you're not willing to accept it, then we can't help it but that you die lost. That's just the plain and simple fact the way it is. And, you know, but I want you to know today, and I'm not, I don't care if you're here and you're rich. Rich has nothing to do with it. The Bible just shows it because, you know, they give little aspects in life and it shows things that happen. And it's an easy way to represent and show something because, there's a lot of times in life that we go after earthly things. We go after. And once we get it, what else is there to go after? The next earthly thing. God just tries to show us how easy it is to push him off to the side and go after. I've done it myself in life. You know, there's a lot of times that, you know, oh, I want this car. And, you know, uh, there's one that I'd love to have right now. Everybody probably knows what a G-Wagon is. I'd love to have a G-Wagon. One day I might get me a G-Wagon. I might go after and trying to buy it, Blaine. But as of right now, I know I can't get it. But you know what? I say we set standards to go after. If you're here and lost, set a standard to get saved. If you're here and you're not living for God, set a standard to live for God. You know, because what did it say? He said, you know, go back to my five brothers. He said, we can't go back. They're already getting messages. Your message to your brothers and sisters or your family and friends could be your life. Your life is what they could see. They can see your life and they can say, I want what they have. I want what Sean has. I want what Blaine has and Andrew. You know, I want what they have. You know, we, I, I've said it a lot of times, we might be the only Bible that somebody reads, you know, until they come to church. But our life should, if, I, if I'm living and then I'm saved... And I say, I can come to church every day, and I tell you what, I don't, see, I don't see about any of you after I leave here through the week. I see some of my family. You know, I, don't, I see baby Brad and them. I don't see a bunch of you guys when I leave here throughout the week. You guys don't know how I live. I can come here every Sunday, but do I think God would bless me like he does? No. But I can come and I can portray. I can come sit in a seat. I can fill it. You know, but if I'm not living for God and doing what's right, I think God would let me know. And I think he'd let the people around you know. But if you're living for God and you're shining a light and you're being what God wants you to be, there's, there's going to be something about it. You know, and I always said, like even a pregnant woman, you can tell they have that glow. 
You know, they have a glow about them. And, I, and that's how you would be if you're God's child. If you're God's child, you should have some kind of glow about you. You should have something that somebody sees and says, I want what Carl has. You know, I, he, don't, he don't live like the rest of them. We should be living our life to shine a light. You know, I got friends that I know that ain't saved. And they might beat about their church and say certain things of why they don't go or why they don't do. But if I'm living my life, maybe they can say, there's something different about what his is, you know. Today, I'm just asking you, if you're here lost, you know, anybody, you can ask anybody that's saved, they're going to say it's the best thing that's happened to them. But we can't, it's hard to explain. I can't explain my salvation. I can't explain everything in this Bible to you. But I know one who can. God can open it up and he can tell you all about it. You know, we read that scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm telling you what, when that lady threw in her all, that's a representation of what God did for you. He gave his only begotten son. He gave his all. That's all he had. Today, while the church stands, Taylor, get a song if you would. He don't ask for much. He don't ask. He don't want you to come bring your millions of dollars. He don't want you to bring your pennies. He just wants you to give your heart. That's what God wants. He wants you to give all that you have. And like I said, if you're willing to give it, he's going to bless you. You know, when she threw in that last little bit that she had, she might not have known where her next meal was coming from. You know, the Bible says that them women... That they were, they were living off of the landowners and stuff. You know, who knows where she got them two mites from. But she was willing to give it to God and say, God, this is it. You know, if you're willing to give all that you have to God, I guarantee he's going to bless you. I know for a fact, the Lord's been good to me, and I haven't given him everything that I got, I promise. But I try to give my best. As he sings... Once if you're my here today, clothes were ragged, it's your choice. The world looked down on me. I had no hope for tomorrow. I'm thankful for what God's done in my nor life. Nor for eternity. Your choice today. I can't tell you how to live. I can't tell you what to do. Mercy, but I can promise you, if you live for God, you're going to have a better life. Please. I can and promise that when I die, I've been I'm going to a better place. From bondage, I've been set free. The Lord's been good to and me. And now I'm no longer an orphan. Your choice today. Someone has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered. My family is royalty. I came so empty-handed. No place to call my home. Are you willing to give God your all? And no one to really love me. Oh, now you might but say, now look what I own. I'm not living all that I'm bad. I'm feasting on the manna you don't have to be living bad. that flows the from God on high. The Pharisees were trying to live just as best as they can, but sometimes it's not and enough. And there is be no shortage. About it. 
There is a vast supply, and now I'm no longer an orphan. I know I say that a lot. For someone has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered. My family is a royalty. I'm no longer an orphan, for Jesus has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered. My family is a royalty. I guarantee everybody else would step out and pray with you also. We appreciate that song. Give us another one if you would, please, Taylor. We'll sing one more if the Lord's willing. You know, just think about it today. You know, like I said, that last little bit, that what if. You know, don't leave a what if here today. Don't leave a what if. Leave that, I know I did what God wanted me to do. I know I did what God wanted me to do. I know there's probably a lot of times through the week where God had given me something and I overlook him. You know, I made one promise to him. I didn't make a promise. One of my New Year's resolutions this year was I want to read my Bible every day this week, every day this year. I don't think I've ever went in my lifespan and read every single day. I, I know I haven't went and read every day of the year. But that's what I want to do this year. Now, I told God I want to try to read every single day. Help me with that. And he's helped me so far, Roy. You know, and I've been living a little bit better. You know, I've been trying to listen. I, I, I think it was a, maybe a couple years ago I said, you know, I heard on the radio, I was listening to Caleb, and it said, you know, give us 30 days to listen to Caleb and see if your life ain't a little bit different. You know, I did that again this week. Didn't listen to nothing but Caleb. Read my Bible. There's a couple of days I woke up in the morning singing songs about Jesus, Roy. How good he is to me. If you put your focus on God, your life goes just a little bit better. I woke up singing the song Linda sings. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. You know, the Lord's good to us. If you're willing to give effort to him, he's willing to give effort to you. Your choice today. You know, he's thinking, you know, about been thinking over the last month, like, man, Christmas has already came and gone, and we're just now starting to get the weather. It's just now starting to seem like it's Christmas time to me, and, uh, but it's already gone, you know. We talk about how fast time goes, and we're already about midway through January, 2022. It's amazing. 
you know, the older I get, and I, you, you've heard the older people, Blaine, say it all the time. <laughs> Got to tease Blaine. I appreciate Blaine. But, you know, you hear the older people always say, you know, time's moving by fast. Now, you know, I can, my kids are probably going to say I'm the older people. You know, I have their friends that say you're old. But I'm starting to notice how fast time goes by. You know, I have a sophomore, a seventh grader, a fifth grader. Time's moving by quick, folks. You know? But if I can leave a little bit to say that I know where I was going, you know, God's been good to me. He's good. Don't let the time get by without thanking God for what he's done in your life. We appreciate being here today. Anybody at all got anything on their heart? Appreciate that. Anybody else? One of the younger ones up here. Here you go, Blaine. I have two quick announcements. Uh, there's a, someone turned in just a small uh, ring. It's like a little girl's ring. It's up here. If you lost that, we'll leave that right there. The other thing I wanted to uh, let everybody know, I know everybody does, but remind everyone about H.L. Mason. Uh, passed away. Uh, his visitation is today from 2 to 6 at Hanson Neely Funeral Home in Ada. And then there will be visitation from noon until 1 tomorrow. And that will be at Lafayette Church. And then his funeral will be at 1 o'clock tomorrow. So if you can go, go. If you can't, please pray for that family. Uh, try to lift them up uh, the best that we can. And I'm sure appreciate Brother Lee this morning. Appreciate you. You've done a good job. So I'll turn back over. Anybody else have anything on their heart? Pray the hall is out. Fellowship hall. Anybody else? Not everybody staying. Shawnee, dismiss us in prayer, please.